What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Monique Duell, and welcome to Having a Moment with Moni. I am so excited about this episode, and um, I hope that something I share will be helpful and encouraging to you. Prayers, love, and positivity and light goes out to everybody right now during this pandemic. We're all in this together, and so let's just be mindful of that and be aware and spread love. So today I want to talk about the son that I'll never know. And the reason why I say that in that manner is because during a recent IEP meeting for Jeremiah, we talked about his goals and moving forward because he's at that age where we're starting to transition out of high school into the community. And coincidentally, we got on the subject of talking about the types of things that Jeremiah likes to do, um, services that would, you know, be best fitting for him. So during this meeting, and it was about two and a half hours, by the way, so all of you parents, shout out to you guys who um, consistently go to IEP meetings and fight for your children's services and things like that. Um, It was very informative. As I sat there listening for the first hour about the deficits and what supports they have instituted, what things they discontinued, and any feedback from me. Um, Around the second hour, that's when we started talking about all the pluses. And I was pleasantly surprised and pleased with what they had to say as far as Jeremiah's um, educational goals and how he has progressed in a lot of different areas. And so it got me to thinking, it's like at this age, I thought about what my son would would possibly be doing um, as a 19-year-old man. And of course, the wheels started turning. It's like I could envision him wanting to borrow my car, um, you know, wanting to borrow money to take a girl out on a date you know, wanting the latest Xbox One game or console or, you know, watching YouTube videos all day on his tablet or on his phone, making TikTok videos, playing with his friends, all of those kinds of things. And I sat there and listened to them until they got to the end and they talked about asking Jeremiah what he wanted to be when He grows up and they gave him a packet and in this packet, he, he has pictures. So that's what they do. They have to do visuals with him and give him a choice of, of no more than two items to choose from in different categories. So this packet had quite a bit of things in it. And I'm not sure they asked him about all of these in one setting or if they broke it up during multiple school days. And so They handed me this packet and my eyes just lit up because these were the things that he chose in it when they asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up. And as I flipped through the packet and I flipped, you know, through certain um, jobs and certain tasks in this packet, my eyes started to well up. And before I knew it, I was in full blown tears at the IEP meeting, and the teacher understood it, 
and the people in the room understood it. And it was such an amazing moment because it showed that throughout all of these things, while we're thriving and hoping for the best for our children and praying and asking God for healing and we're asking God for strength, courage and wisdom during this time, there are things that may or may not happen ever in the lives of our children. And that reality really hit home for me as I looked through this packet. And I sat there and I thought about my son and his personality. And it's, and everything he chose coincidentally fits his personality perfectly. But because he has cerebral palsy, he's not able to fulfill those things. And so as I sat and listened and read through the packet, he picked things like he wanted to be a Walmart greeter that he can do from his wheelchair. He wanted to carry groceries to and from the car, you know, at the grocery store, like a customer service person. He doesn't have a mobilized wheelchair, so that's something he wouldn't be able to do unless he had an assistant. Um, He chose postal service things uh, as far as, you know, delivering packages, uh, working in the grocery store because he loves to eat and he loves food. He even chose working on cars. And that was the surprising part to me because all of the men in my family are handymen. They know how to build houses. They know how to fix cars. They know how to take things apart, put things back together. And it got me to thinking, I wonder if Jeremiah knows how to do any of that. If I gave him tools or, you know, put him in some sort of class or whatever, would he be able to do to do any of those things? And part of me believes that he can do those things. And part of me doesn't because he's only working with one side per se of his body. He can move his left side, his left hand and things like that, but the right one is pretty contracted because of the cerebral palsy. So he's not able to bend and flex his, flex his right arm like his left. But it was just the possibility of my son delivering mail and the possibility of my son being a Walmart greeter and the possibility of my son being a customer service agent or uh you know, or a UPS driver and things like that, that really just blew me away. And it was just, it was just a moment. It was just a moment. It's like, I have, I have, I have a whole different side of my son that I may not get to see. I don't know what his capacity will be once he, um, transitions from high school and he goes, you know, to these places like Melwood and things like that. And they do an assessment on him. I was really excited about that. I was excited about him going on, you know, an interview to see if he can focus long enough to, to be out in the community. And then they said, well, even if he can go out into the neighborhood, they provide, they will provide, provide an assistant. So I really got excited. 
I was like, oh, great. That, that, that's going to be great. He gets to go out into the community, and then he will have someone side by side with him to make sure he's getting the most out of his experience to thrive in the world. I, I was just so engulfed in that moment of thinking about the fact that my son could move past the limitations of the cerebral palsy and have a quote unquote normal life or a sense of normalcy where he would be able to make money on his own, even though he won't be able to handle his finances and things like that. But he can at least take that step and then maybe he could take another step in a different direction towards another type of support or service. I sat there and thought, what if Jeremiah is dreaming about these things? What if he's hoping in his mind? What if he's praying to God in a way that that he understands for his life to be different than it is? What if? And it just, the tears just kept streaming and kept streaming. My heart was just overjoyed. But I was, of course, scared at the same time because the world is not such a nice place. And we want to shield our children from everything, whether they have a disability or not. But it just it just it just filled my heart to think about the fact that my son is thinking about himself in that way. And I wonder what he would become or would have become had he not had cerebral palsy. What would he be doing, especially now since we are um, quarantined <laughs> because of COVID-19? What would he be doing at this very moment uh, if he was stuck in the house all the time with his mommy? <laughs> what, what kinds of things would he be into? Would he play basketball? Would he be playing football? Would he be outside washing the car or you know, trying to cook dinner and things like that. These things that we take for granted all the time, he has never done, and I'm not sure if he'll ever be able to do them. And so this is what I mean by the son I never knew. There's a whole different side to Jeremiah that the cerebral palsy is restricting from him which is causing him not to be able to do and be those things that maybe he is thinking about or dreaming about. But I'm so proud of him. I am so, so proud of him and my oldest son too, because it's not just, you know, I have two of them. (laughs) I'm proud of both of my sons because they are thriving and positive members of society. I am grateful to be their mother. And I started to write a letter because I wanted to leave something, wanted, you know, for Jeremiah that somebody or him may be able to read and understand one day when I'm old and gray and I can't talk to him anymore or you know, or I'm gone home to be with the Lord. But I wanted to tell him how proud I was of him and how much of a joy it has been to be his mother despite the days where I was frustrated and angry 
And I had, and in it, I, I apologized to him. I apologized to him and asked him for his forgiveness because I was selfish. I, I was looking at it in the wrong light. I was looking at this whole situation, this whole disability thing in the wrong light. And I was mainly more concerned in the beginning about myself and what my future would look like with him than his future. What is his future going to look like without me? I never really considered it, per se, because I'm like, uh, we got a big family. But really, what would his future be like if I had, you know, gone already? Like, like my mother passed away and my brother is with me. So I'm in his mind, I'm, I'm sure he's like, why, why am I here? Where, you know, where are my parents? He has autism, so to this day, he's still looking for our mom. Like, what? I wonder if my mother ever considered what my brother's life would have been like without her. And so I had to move from a place of selfishness and muster up the strength to respond differently to Jeremiah, to respond differently to the IEP meetings when they want to focus all on the gloom and doom, to respond differently to society who likes to magnify our deficits versus um, applaud our victories. And so the son I never knew While I'm anxious to meet him, my son is awesome just the way he is. He's smart. He's loving. He's so social like his mommy. And he is such a bright spot in your day. His smile is everything. My heart melts every time I walk into a room and he says, hi, mommy. Or he says, mommy, mommy, mommy. And he'll say it (laughs) several times a day. And he'll say kisses and he'll go, "Mm -hmm." how can you have a hard heart with that? You can't. It's impossible unless you just have tapped out. Unless you've just given up on the world. This has been such an eye-opening experience for me. And I'm still reveling in it. Every time I look at him now, I see him through different lenses. I I entertain the thoughts of the what-ifs. And not from a negative standpoint, but from a positive one. What What if when he graduates out of high school... He's sitting at Walmart saying, saying hi to everybody like he does. Good morning and things like that. I am so overjoyed right now because I am I'm finally in a different place than I was in 19 years ago. I, I, I have embraced the fact that these are these are the adjustments that has to be made for the betterment of Jeremiah. These are the life, the life happenings for him that 
I have to look at and face head on with positivity and gratitude. And I chose to do that. I chose to I chose to give up the anger and the bitterness and the rage and the selfishness. And it's a process because I'm still uncovering layers and layers of of disappointment from what from my expectations and my dreams and my goals and those weren't excuses for me not being productive they were reasons but of course you do know there's a difference between an excuse and a reason right so in the at the end of the day I could have done all of those things that I had envisioned for myself but because my mindset was wrong my thought process was ugly I chose to cave under the weight of the cerebral palsy instead of fighting for the best life for Jeremiah and I. So this is a new day. It is April 1st. There are no April Fool jokes here because this is not a laughing matter. I have chosen to embrace the beauty of the sun I'll never know. And I'm perfectly okay with it. And I thank God because it took me all this time to get to this point, but I've learned so many things along the way. And so here we are. We are forging ahead. We are are trusting God every step of the way. We're holding fast to our faith. And we have to just wait and see what manifests. And so I'm excited. And that's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to share with you guys today. And I, like I said earlier, when I first started this podcast, I'm wishing everybody, please, please, please use wisdom. Stay safe. Do what you need to do and go in the house. Stay home, please. I don't want anybody to perish. We've lost hundreds of thousands of people already. Can you imagine losing your loved ones and you can't even say goodbye or have a funeral. Can you imagine the devastation that this is that this is causing on everybody financially, emotionally, and spiritually? We gotta hold on, guys, and we gotta love one another and hold one another up during this difficult time because all we have is each other. And absolutely we're better together than we are apart. So I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and joining me on Have a Moment, Having a Moment with Moni. And as always, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for another chance to express myself, to heal, to move forward, to encourage, to enlighten, to love on someone else. I thank you for every listener who's listening. And I pray, Father, that you put a hedge of protection around us. Bless us and keep us in your care because you are God and you are good. Father, forgive us for our idiosyncrasies and our sins and our shortcomings and help us to do better, to be better, to think better, to love better, to learn better. It's in Jesus' name I pray and I thank you and we love you and we honor you. Amen. So guys, until next time, be blessed. Hold on to your family members a little tighter. Stop arguing over stupid stuff and hold on to your faith. Until next time, love you.